Best friends don't bully. They speak the truth and go down rabbit holes. All while loving fiercely, finding hope, and seeking truth. So join us as we talk about everything and nothing. And find the truth in the middle. Let's Let's get get into into it. Fun fact. A couple of fun facts about this episode. The first fact being, I, Brittany, do not know how to count. Numbers are very hard. Um, And so Steph always has to count us in before we record because your girl never, I can do one through 10, but then when I have to count and press a button at the same time, it all goes haywire and I screw everything up. Um, So there's that fun introduction. (laughs) If everything goes according to plan on our end in terms of we get our files to the person we need to get our files to in a timely manner and I don't forget or get lost up in just the chaos of not knowing how technology works, you will be listening to this episode on Valentine's Day. Happy so, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. You are loved. We you love loved. you. We love you. Are you just copying what I'm saying now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we love you. God loves you. We really hope your parents love you. <laughs> Do we ever. Just know you are loved. Happy Valentine's Day. Not to make it weird. Oh, no weirdness at all. Sometimes it's weird. I've had some really weird people tell me happy Valentine's Day. I'm like, I don't understand you, but thank you. That's interesting. I'm sorry. But I will say this much before we get into the topic of our episode. I think that is incredibly important to remind your friends and to remind people in your circle that they have value that is not dependent on what it is that they can offer other people in a relationship. They have value. You also have value. That's not dependent on what you can. Sorry, I'm trying to copy you again. <laughs> okay, so that worked <laughs> what really well. What she said. Well. That worked really but well. you and not your friend. <laughs> that worked really well. Okay. But I think Valentine's Day can tend to be a sticky holiday or a sticky day for people who aren't in relationships and they kind of feel like, well, I can't celebrate this holiday because in May, I hope they don't, but they may internalize that and say, there must be something wrong with me or this, that, and the third that I can't find love and I can't find a relationship. First of all, I would like to say you should love your people every day, not just on one day out of the year. Preach. It should be 365 days or 366 on leap year. Amen. You should never stop loving your person. You should never stop making them feel special and feel validated and feel seen and feel welcome and feel heard. That Come should on. always be a thing every single day. Speak on it. So for those, I don't know what's wrong with Steph right now. <laughs> for those of you who are not in a relationship, you're, you are not valued less, you are not loved less, and you do not take up any less space. You are still valued as much as the person who is in a relationship. You are loved as much and you take up just as much meaningful space, even though you are solo. Solo. And if you don't believe that, just feel free to go back and re-listen to this un- until you believe it. And just re-listen to it and just affirm yourself. Because you could be in a relationship and not be loved, but mm. that's not my business. No, it's not. And I hope that nobody has to do that. And I hope nobody has to be in that space. But if you need somebody... She's here for you. I'm here for you, girl. Because guess what? Your I mean, we're be, here for you. Your girl's going to be solo <laughs> I don't know why I singled you out. Like okay, that. because we know that I'm going to be solo dolo on Valentine's <laughs> Day. And that's totally fine with me. Me and all my ragamuffin students will probably be working around doing something. Let me not call them ragamuffins. I love them so much. Ragamuffins. Hey, my little cherubs. But I just felt the need to share that. 
Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I'd much rather everybody be in meaningful, loving, healthy relationships than to not be and to just be with somebody to say that they can be with somebody. So. And if you need to have a moment, just play I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. It's the best song in the You world. said that on purpose knowing it was going to make <laughs> me sing and my whole body just clenched up to not belt out the part that I always belt out every time I hear that <laughs> song title. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, find you a better friend than Steph who keeps trying to get me caught up and sing on the podcast and it's not going to happen. Guys, I'll get her one day. You just wait. <laughs> Someday. I was so like my whole body just closed. Oh, I, I was thought. like, oh my gosh, do not do this right now. Do not do this. Okay. Steph, what are we talking about this today? What are we talking about this week? Speaking of love, uh, love. we're talking about love languages. Uh, mm. The, the wonderful world of how you love and how you show love, but also how you receive it. Because I think a lot of times people don't realize that your love language and the way you give can also be different than the love language in the way you receive. Oh, so true. And like people need to realize that there is a difference, that it's not always the same. People be like, oh, my love language is physical touch but then they don't ever go touching people and people get confused like well your love language is physical touch why ain't you touching nobody can we say hugging or just being in close proximity i think look i understand what you're saying i, just I know think that there is a lot of other examples i could have used there were, in there that were a lot i, I apologize if you are a physical touch person and that is your main love language please don't go walking around caressing and petting people like there still is this culture of consent and we need as christians and believers to be a, a people of consent wow thank you you're welcome. I just for the caution warning label. Just felt like we just needed warning, um, warning, warning. Yeah, so we're talking about love languages. Let's see where this goes, guys. Right now, we are recording. It's a late night for us. <laughs> um, so, it is a late so night. So you you about to see the silly side, and then like in two weeks in our next episode, you're gonna see like the, the early morning side. We're just gonna so. be all over the place. And so you get to see it's going to be very entertaining. Authentic us. I think that's probably the best way to put it. And in advance, I apologize because I cannot be held responsible for anything I say past my bedtime. I am not going to apologize because I am a night owl, but I did go to therapy today and just feel emotionally regulated and was able to talk about some things that I needed to discuss and process that I didn't know I needed to discuss and process. And then I found out and did. And so now I'm just in a weird spot. But a good weird spot, I feel. Cool. So, Brittany, okay. tell us a story about love languages. You want me to make up a story? No. <laughs> you said that like story time. <laughs> I don't have. I'm so, just thinking you have a lot of experience with love languages. Because I feel like at least a few times a year, you send me a Marco Polo about somebody giving you a hug and you not wanting a hug. So. Okay. Okay. I was going to ask for clarification, which you provided it. Um, physical touch is not my love language. Also. In any sort of way. I. Giving and receiving. Value. That's true. I don't give love by physical touch and I don't receive love by physical touch. Um, and additionally, I value my personal space way too much. I just, I need my personal space and that personal bubble because otherwise I start to feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel very insecure when people step into my personal space and my personal bubble. 
there are a lot of reasons why that makes me really uncomfortable, but I just, I need my space. I need to be able to know who's in front of me, beside me, behind me, all of those things at all times, right? So people just coming up behind me and hugging me, not cool. It makes me very nervous. I actually do this thing called an armadillo where like my whole body stiffens up and I just stop moving. And then people oftentimes are like, oh my gosh, you give really awkward hugs. Oh my gosh, I didn't give you permission to hug me. So why are you right now? Like, okay, I don't give bad hugs. I just need to know... (laughs) We need to be on the same page that the hug is happening and I'm okay with it happening. Otherwise, you get a very unique experience. The same way is I love words. A lot. Which is not a surprise, right? I have a blog, doing some writing projects, what have you. All the words. I love words. Steph hates words. Hate them. I mean, to the point of I don't always know how to encourage her because She'll like, I just sometimes like to send my friends text messages and say things like, you're doing amazing. I see what you're doing. I value you. I'm in your corner. I'm your, your biggest cheerleader, your biggest fan, all of those things. Like I'm president of your fan club, all of that stuff. Like I love to send friends text messages that like convey that and sometimes say those exact words. I can't send that to Steph no, because Steph will text me back and be like, are you dumb? What is wrong with you? Oh my gosh. That's not what I would say. Okay. I I will say I just clammed up like an armadillo though. (laughs) You were saying all those things. I was like, I feel so uncomfortable right now. (laughs) And so I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm dumb and slow and all the things right now that you would want to associate with it. My bad. Keep your chin up, champ. I don't know. So I think it's very important to know a couple of things in relationships with people, like with friends, but also like romantic relationships in general. I do this thing that I love um, a lot called emotional equations. And it's been really helpful for me personally to be able to walk through them to know what it is that I'm looking for in solid friendships and then relationships and connections. Um, And one of the things is like what equals love to me. And so being able, like you set it up like a regular math equation, even though I can't do math, I can do words that equal other words very easily, excuse me. And so like you just say like a blank plus a blank equals love. And so to me, honesty and transparency, like honesty and or transparency plus communication equals love to me. Like I need those two things in order to feel loved in a relationship. That's not all that I need to feel love, but like that's one of those things. And so words like that equation makes the most sense, but also love like words equate to love. Somebody could text me and say like, hey, I was just thinking about today. Hope you're having a great day. I'm on cloud nine for a week. It is true. No one else needs to say anything else to me the rest of the week because I'm like, somebody thought of me today and they took enough time to think about me and text me to tell me they were thinking about me and they hope I have a good day. Like they hope that I have a good day. I hope I have an amazing day this like this week. But also I feel like that in and of itself is not just a you thing. I think there's a lot of people who never hear those words. Yes. And so, like, there's there's times where you think of somebody mm-hmm. and you don't send that text. Like, I always, I'm one of those people. I'm not a words person, but I know that words matter to a lot of different people in my life. And so, even, like, in the work relationship, I used to work really closely with, Josh and I worked really closely with each other when I worked at a church. Josh, you're not a whatever person. She just... He's faulting or whether or not she's going to say your name or not. He don't listen to this. It's okay. But if he ever does, we value you and you're loved. (laughs) You are very much loved. I love Josh. But, like, he was a words person. Mm. And he's like, okay, we're both two single people. We're friends. We work with each other. And we have a boss who doesn't pay 
attention to what we need. So like at one point we sat down and it was like, what do you need from me to make this work? Yeah. To keep going. And like he was like, I am a words person. I need someone to tell me I'm doing a good job or else I feel like I'm doing a horrible job. And so like even like thinking – and that was like five years ago. Thinking back like even then I was still working on – I'm still working on showing people love through words. But it's like sometimes it's just as simple as saying that looks great. Good job. Like, sometimes that's all it took for him to be like, oh, I'm going to go do all these other things now that are on the mm-hmm. list to do. And it was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, great. That really just filled his love tank. It gave yeah. him all the energy he needed. It does. It is refreshing. It's refreshing for, it's refreshing to know that this is how I break it down in my mind and how it works for me, being a words of affirmation person. You can give me a hug and that lasts like, on a best day, one and a half seconds. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> on a worst day for me, we're doing like a five second embrace and I'm like, oh, oh man. I'm starting to hyperventilate. All right, we got to let go of this embrace. I'm stuck. I'm trapped. I will never leave this. This is how I die. Like, this is all these things start running through my mind, right? Words to me, you have to, you should be, and I hope that people are more intentional, methodical when they communicate. And so to take the time to think through, I want to communicate something very specific to Brittany or whoever the person is. And I'm going to do it in a way that is very like targeted to their need in this moment or a very specific praise. That takes a lot of thought. That's not as simple as just walking up to someone and being like, all right, here's a hug. Okay, great. Like, and not saying that hugs are like, there's more to hugs, right? Like there's emotions, there's feelings, there's a lot of things to hug, hugs, but like, when I think of sending an encouraging text message to a friend, it takes me a good like three to five minutes to say, okay, like last time I saw them, how do they feel? Like they seem like they may have been a little sad. Okay, well, let me make sure that I say something very encouraging, but not ignore the sadness that they may have been feeling, but like acknowledge that and allow space for that, but also leave them in a met like with something that is uplifting and encouraging, but let them know how much they matter. So it takes a little bit of time. It's not just like, thumbs up with no context. It's like, all right, I'm going to send you some words. I'm going to say those things. And so for me, it's like, it takes more intentionality and more thought process in how you're going to uplift and encourage me. And so like, that's what, that's also like an underlying motivator as to what sets me on fire when someone's like, oh my gosh, you did an amazing job today. And I loved how you communicated this specific point and people really resonated with it. Great job. Keep up the great work. Sounds good. I'll repeat that phrase all day, every day, if you need me to, for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Just that's, kidding. I don't get that excited. The way that that sounded, though. <laughs> like, was that a recording? A robot? I don't know. But I do get really excited. But on the flip side, I give love, which this sounds really strange. Not really strange, but just repetitive. I give love by giving gifts. Yeah, you do. I oh, would you my love to give gifts. If I just need to love on my people, you need a customized sticker? Sure. Do I have to order 10 in order just to give you one because you need it? Yeah, I do. Am I going to do that because I think that you might need the encouragement and the love? 100% without hesitation. Need a customized mug that has a phrase on it because you just need to be empowered or you did something amazing. You just need to be reminded how amazing you are. Done. Package up, drop it in you the mail. You are very much way. a gift person, though. I'm very... I didn't always used to be. I didn't. I don't know when I... I do know when I switched. I didn't often used to be. 
<laughs> I don't know when. Yes, I do. Because I, I, I had to think about it for a split second. I was like, I don't know when. I was like, nope, I remember that origin story. Yeah, no, you're definitely a gifts person. You love to give gifts. But also, please don't give me a gift because it makes me very uncomfortable. I, and I, I give don't know through acts of service, I think. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I love to just serve people. Yeah. And do whatever needs to get done. No, that's true. Actually, that is so true. Now that I think about it, I just remember moving into my house. Oh, I loved when you moved <laughs> into your house. That was so much fun. Steph came and stayed in my house for a week. When I moved into my house and I was still working and she was just organizing stuff. She was setting up furniture. She was like, oh, I think that we should do this. Oh, my gosh. I ordered well, this to go here. Yeah, let's da, 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 da. Like, She was just going crazy. But I will say I felt so loved because obviously not obviously because most people don't know this, but like it was at a very transitional time and a very hard season. And so to have to. To be able to step into this new space, but also have someone love to step into this space so much that they're like, oh, let's decorate. Let's go to Hobby Lobby. Let's go to Ollie's. Let's well, go to Bed, And like, I Beyond. think a lot of that, too, was that the stuff that you were unboxing was, had so many memories attached to it. That's that, like, true. had I not come, you probably would still have boxes in your house. Probably. Two I, years later. Out of doubt. Like, <laughs> They told me sitting there. You would be like, I know I have this somewhere, but it might be in one of those 10 boxes in that room. I think in that room. Or it might be in this other room. Or it might be in the basement. You know what? We'll just have Amazon drop it off to the front door. I am a firm believer that, and I mean, it's. I I think it's more than my love language, but I, I am a firm believer that like, when you are in a space that brings calm to you, your life feels more calm. And so... Like, in a time where everything around you is chaotic, like, I am that person who 100% will create an environment for you in your space where you just feel fully relaxed, where you can can take a break. I can vouch for that. You know, like, and that's one thing. Everyone who comes to my house is like, I just feel so calm and peaceful here. And I'm like, yes, that's the vibes that I was going for. But like, and that's the thing is I love to host and I love to serve. How do you, so you give love by acts of service. How do you receive love? I know the answer, but I'm just. You're 100%. Okay. I have my top two are, I'm tied between physical touch and quality time. Mm -hmm. And I, I have seen like in the last like five, six years, acts of service has come up sorry that was a wide age range i thought you were gonna like time span i thought you were gonna be like oh the last like couple years but five to i six, mean i was five. gonna say a couple years but then i thought no the switch happened like a f- over a few years ago okay um where i i went from being like zero 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 high high to to acts of service coming higher because i was in that time frame where i realized like i can't do everything by myself mm-hmm. And I just, I need someone who cares to just do anything simple for me will help me at this point. And so I think when I hit that point in my life, it was like, if you loved me and if you cared, you would just help me by doing this one. Like, just something small. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think, like, that experience helped reshape my love languages and bring it, okay, I don't care if you're spending quality time with me, but if I'm doing work and you're just sitting there, I no longer want that quality time. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. But to this day, 
Like, I am very much high-quality time physical touch. I don't get a lot of physical touch. I'm sur- I've sur- somehow surrounded myself with a whole bunch of people who do not like physical touch. Um, um, but that's I don't know okay. who that is, but I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry for those people. I'm sorry. You should get some new friends. But that's okay. We spend a lot of quality time I'm together. just kidding. Don't trade me in. Like, and that's the thing is I think it's kind of an advantage having the two because, like, I do think that you need to feel... Like, you need to be loved in all five areas to feel fulfilled fully. Like, I don't think that people can just have their one top love language and experience the other and not experience the other four and feel fulfilled fully. Why Why are you counting on your fingers? Because I can't remember all five. <laughs> <laughs> How horrible is that? Do you, do, you, do you want me to tell you that? No, nope, you can keep going. I'm going to just Google. Go ahead. But I do, like, I think that people don't realize that even if it's not your top love language, it's still a way to feel loved. Yeah. Like, I, words, I hit a zero on the scale for words. There was not a single question I answered that made them think that words matter to me. I knew all five. I just can't count. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going to let you have this moment. Go ahead. I was saying them in my head and touching my fingers, and I still ended up short because I never touched my thumb. I thought I, I thought you were going to be the normal one, and I was no. going to be the crazy one for Y'all this episode. Y'all numbers are hard. We have a deal that neither of us, we cannot lose our minds at the oh same time. Gosh. One of us needs to stay sane, we no can't. matter what's happening in our we life. Can't. I'm self-regulated. I'm good. I thought it was my turn to be crazy. No, go for it. Go for it. I mean, I wasn't going to be crazy right now. I just If you start acting crazy, then that takes away my opportunity to be crazy. Listen, I just don't know how to count. I'm not crazy right now, though. I just don't know how to count. That was yesterday. (laughs) You counted three times. I do. I saw your fingers going, and you looked so confused. <laughs> and like you only have five fingers how did you how did you count wrong Gosh, i just i did i t- used my get, thumb get. to touch my other fingers and then when i got to my pinky i did everything to touch my thumb so i never went back like i just never took a finger to touch i just anyway <laughs> once again this is why i count down this is why she counts out guys this right <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. You good now? Mm-hmm. I don't remember where I was. Something about love languages and needing all of them. You think that everybody needs to have touch yes, points so in each one words. of them? words. Like, for example, I'm a words on the scale. According to the quiz, words are a zero for me. But there are times where someone gives me a word. I mean, like, yeah, maybe a Jesus word. Maybe say, just are, a regular word. Those are Jesus words, but it's fine. But, like... That feels like there's, I think there's specific times where you need different things. And I feel like the love languages quiz, is the same thing as like the personality quiz where there's just, there's a science to it, but it's not a hundred percent. I agree. Oh yeah. I don't think there is a way to a hundred percent predict how one person will receive or give love. 
I don't think that there's a way to just say like, oh, perfectly this way. Because I think people change and people evolve. And just mm-hmm. like it evolves and changes, like quality time used to be my number one love language. Like there was never, like it was quality time. That is what I needed. And as I've gotten older and life is just kind of just bopped me around a few times, like a like a game of um, ping pong. I've learned that, oh no, wait, I actually need words. Like I need words to help me get through the tough times. I need words to encourage me when I'm already having a great day to make me have a better day, mm-hmm. to help me have a better day. I need words to just solidify and keep me grounded. Like I just need words in any way, shape, or form. And they don't always have to be positive. But anytime someone takes the time to speak to me outside of just like, hey, happy Monday. Hope you're having a great weekend or anything like that. It really does sit and resonate with me deeper than it does. I think people are just like, oh yeah, I just had a chat with a certain person. I'm like, no, I just had a conversation with this person. See, and then I'm the person that hugs strangers. Mm. If they open their arms for a hug, I hug them back. Like a, like, wait. I hugged a stranger today. Your friend. Okay, no, no. Yes, you did. You did. You did. I'm not saying you didn't hug her. <laughs> yes, you did. When you say stranger, I'm thinking a person that nobody okay, recognizes but no, or knows. It. I hugged. Knows, knows okay, it. like, yes, I know of her. Yes, that's true. But, like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that's the background story until after I hugged her. Because you that's didn't true. say, like, that until after okay. So, like, for me, I'm like, okay, Brittany hugged her. She's going in for hug me. I'm going to hug her, too. I will say this cool. much. Let's do that. I was going to say, anytime that I stop to hug somebody, it's a green light that whoever is with me can also hug said person. Because I don't hug people. This is the first time I think I've seen you hug anyone, though. In our entire friendship? It's very possible. Outside of, like, the college era when people forced hugs on you. I also don't feel... I feel like you did hug in college. Just not a lot. Not a lot. I did hug in college. But it was like, oh, you just came back from break or welcome back to school. Like those sorts of hugs. That is true. That is very true. But I am that person who I would like, I could go to a church and they're like, hug your neighbor. Cool. Okay. I'm giving you a small stiff arm. I will say, I I will judge my neighbor. (laughs) I'll give you a smooth. How's it going? Here's a hug. (laughs) It is with you asked me to have a conversation. No, that's not going to happen. I don't want to converse, converse with people I don't know. Converse are the sneakers. I know. That's why. That's why I copied and fixed it. But I like, yeah, I'll hug you. Someone at the altar. I'll yeah, you need a hug. Okay, now you could just go ahead. You cry my shoulder. That's fine. I do strongly believe, and this is the one thing, and maybe the love language books I haven't read in a long time. Maybe the love language books do, love language book does discuss this, but I do strongly believe that me and my own earthly self, I love and receive in a certain way. If God gives me a command to do something, I'm using all five. And there have been times where God has said, "You need to go hug this person," and I'm like, "I know that is you, Jesus, <laughs> because yeah. you know how your girl's <laughs> wired, and I don't want. I want to be in the opposite side of the room of that." So I do think, though, I think that's interesting that she says, I do think that there are things and times, though, where God says, I need you to do this that is outside of us. It's outside of your comfort zone. That is an indicator that that is God speaking to you. We just went a whole different direction. Yeah. But I do, because there have been a, plenty of times where I have hugged people praying for but, them. Or I've hugged people at an like, altar that's out of my comfort zone. If that person's love language is physical touch. And they're just like, God, I need a physical touch to know that you are real. I need someone to touch me 
Like I like a lot of people say I need a sign. Mm-hmm. So like, but I think that some people they don't want the sign. They need to physically feel it. I agree. Like in the Bible, where it was like doubting Thomas, I need to feel the hand. I need to feel where the spear was in order for me to believe. Yeah. So I think there are times where people pray desperate prayers of like, I just need to feel it. I just need to feel you. T- I just need to f- like to touch, you know, like I need mm-hmm. to feel it. Yeah. And so I think there are times where that literally happens. Oh, I agree. Because there is power in touch. Why else would the Bible tell us to lay hands on people? Okay, now. You made that face like you were ready to fight. I was like, that's my interpretation. I feel like sometimes Jesus is just like, pull up, man. But like, I just, I think there is power in touch. Like even studies with COVID. Yeah. Like there have been so many studies that have come out about people who like were locked up in apartment for two years and got to hug nobody. And they're like, I just, I need that physical touch. I need that hug. No, that's true. That's true. So I it do makes think, sense as why God would be like, yo, go hug that person. And I think that's it. It makes also makes sense as to why we need all five of them. Like we might have dominant and strong ones, but I don't think that just because we have some that we are very strong in or we 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 gravitate stronger to, that that means that we let the other ones go dormant and that we don't acknowledge them. Yeah. And so, you know, acts of service really gets activated in me anytime a friend of mine has a baby. And so, and I'm not saying that it's been that every single time because sometimes it's like, okay, well, I can't come help you tidy up your house while you're healing from your C-section or the second and third. But, you know, what do you need? I'll send diapers. I'll send formula. I'll send clothes. I will send you food if you want food. Do you want me just to come and sit in your living room with you and just chit-chat with you? Like all of those things. Like I'm in acts of service in that regard of being able to do that because little babies freak me out. Yeah. Um, you don't so, want to hold the baby. You definitely don't want to babysit. I don't, I don't need to. But like, <laughs> I'll babysit. If you need me to babysit, as long as your kid is over. As long as he's sleeping. <laughs> as long as your kid is over nine months old, I will come babysit your child. Oh, my for God. You. <laughs> but I need that baby to be over nine months old. But if the baby is under nine months, I'll do it if you call me and say, I really need a break. I really need you to watch my child for me. I will do it. Will I be filled with painstaking anxiety and literally stand over your child for the entire time that you're gone? Yes, I will be. Yes, I will be. Oh, my God. And I will be praying the entire time. Jesus, please do not let this child wake up. And if they do, allow them not to scream. Because if they do, your servant, me, and this child will all be screaming together until a parent walks through that front door. Because I won't be an adult. I will be a child. Like, I'm so serious, though. But there is something about... I, and I get, we had a situation at work. How are we friends? We're so opposite. Listen, you have teenagers though? Sign me up. I okay, love, I do love me some teenagers too I love too, teenagers. Though. I love the challenging person. Like, I love it. But we had a situation, and I, this, I realized this is one of the main reasons why babies get me so much. And it's not that I dislike babies or dislike children. My heart breaks for that cry. The way that God has wired me Tears hit me in a way that I don't like for them to hit me, which is why I also don't like to cry myself because it is an emotional, like draining situation. And so we had a a situation recently at work where I had to share some news that just wasn't exciting. I wasn't thrilled about it, um, that I knew was going to hit some of my kids and it did. And then like, they just started crying and to watch them cry, I started to tear up and I was like choked up because you don't mess with my kids. You don't, you don't do that. You don't, you don't come for mine because we're going to have an issue. And so to see them do that, it broke my heart. 
And I'm standing there in his room like, I got to make this announcement. I don't want to make this announcement. And then like little tears just start just streaming down my face. And I was like, because my kids are crying. And one of my kids was like, are you crying, miss? Yes, I am. Why? Because you guys are crying. Stop talking to me. I'm about to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure y'all have tissues on me. Go Now, obviously, I didn't just get up and leave, right? Like, I didn't. Like, I'm not going to. I stayed there for a very long time. It was a late night that night. But, like, I, I can't. And so I don't like the fact that I can't look at a baby and be like, why are you crying? Tell me why. The fact that there are at least three to four options is too many options. Like, that's too much. I Like, I needed to be like, you're either hungry or you need to be changed. And if I try both those options and it's not those options... I don't know what else to do so for you. So what's the difference once they hit nine months? Because they still ain't talking at nine months. I know, but they're a little bigger at nine months. And so in my mind, I just rationalize and switch over. You want to tell me what's wrong, but you just can't. So I'm going to stick this out with you. Because <laughs> oh, you want to be able to communicate this because you're almost <laughs> at a year. And you want to. and You just can't. So I'm going to stick this out with you. When you're like three months old or three weeks old, you don't want to do anything because you don't know anything to do. <laughs> You're not aware that people are out here talking about you and loving on you and all. You're just like, feed me, burp me, change me, and let me sleep. Those are too many options for me when you're that little. And I'm like, uh. Now, I will ooh and ah over you, baby, because I do think babies are beautiful. You and will. And they are adorable. Yes, you do. And I, a coworker of mine had a baby recently. And every time I see her son, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, he's so perfect. Because he is perfect. He is perfect. I love that little kid. He got the little cutest little cheeks. And he's such a pleasant baby. That's so beautiful. If that child were to start crying in a room that I was crying, I would start crying too. Like if anywhere, if he would start crying, I would start crying. We'd be a crying mess together. And it makes it horrible because I'm not a physical touch person. So I'm going to start crying and people are going to want to console me. And that's going to oh make me God. cry even more. It is not going to help. I will say as a teenager, I was not a physical touch person at all. Anyone who knows me as a teenager, I didn't. I was worse than you when it came to hugs. Really, I wouldn't even put my arms up. My arms would just be down next to my my legs. I do it at a family events, and that's all. That's what it was like. And that was it. Was like that with everyone. My family, the people in church. I used to like. <laughs> we all Pentecostal. <laughs> So, like, if I was at the altar and someone started rubbing my back, I used to... I could not pray with somebody rubbing my back. Everything in my brain was, get your freaking hand off my back. That's a prayer. Stop touching me. Jesus. And I wouldn't say it out loud because that's rude. No, it's not. And, like, no, it feels... It felt rude. No, it's not. Teenage pastor's kid who needs... Is in the fishbowl that needs to be perfect. You don't turn around when someone pray for you. Be like, stop touching me. Oh, I do. <laughs> Who's praying? All right, you can go ahead. Jesus. <laughs> Who? Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, I just, I was not physical touch at all through high school. Like, it didn't matter who you were. There was not a single person. And then something flipped. I think it was like my, maybe my senior year of high school. And I was like, okay, I'll hug my friends. And that was it. Now I'm like, ah, anyone want a hug? Free hugs. <laughs> Come get your hug. I got you. You need a mom hug. I got you. You need a daughter hug. I got you. I, you said something that made me think of this, and I think it's important to discuss or to at least hit on, right? 
we oftentimes allow our feelings to dictate how we interact in certain situations. And I needed to be known that nine times out of 10, our feelings are lying to us and they are not real. And we need to not allow them to be the dictators and the drivers of how we respond in situations. They shouldn't be dictators. They should be indicators. I agree. Yes. You just said you felt it was rude to turn around and ask somebody to stop touching you, even though everything in you was like, this is not comfortable for me and I hate it. Okay. Let it feel like it's rude. Hey, excuse me. I'm going to be rude for a second. Can you please not? Thank you so much. I'm trying to meet with Jesus. This, is the, this is the Edinger eight, and you right now. You're the barrier. It is now. <laughs> like, I'll be you honest. You feel so strongly about this this weekend. I feel like we continuously have conversations about these types of boundaries. I don't. And just like speaking oh, up about it. I had to it. think about what we, I was like, <laughs> we talk about anything this weekend. We talk about a lot this weekend. Right? So too much this weekend. Um, I don't feel as though we did just have this conversation. <laughs> I did not anticipate our our episode going. This our, our love languages talking, I, and now you're now you're preaching about boundaries. I strongly believe that we as a society have gotten so comfortable with not wanting to be alone and standing solo that we allow ourselves to be in uncomfortable situations every single day and all of the time, and it is killing us. It is killing us as individuals. It is killing us in our relationships and it's killing us as Christians. And we need to stop. Is it painful and is it sad and sometimes very lonely to be standing on the ground that God has called you to stand on, knowing that nobody else is standing along with you? A hundred percent. Is it worth it? Without a shadow of a doubt, it is worth it. Without a shadow of a doubt, it is so worth it. It might be sad at times. You, you might cry some tears. This, you are on it. But this it's weekend. worth it. I don't know why this has been But I feel like you you this you just talked about is completely different than the example that I gave. Oh, it is different, but I also just felt the need to just share that. Are you done? You can continue. I just I find it funny that like this is the third, maybe fourth time. I know, and I don't know. In why. like the two days that I've been here. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out why. That you just, you're on this. This is your message for the weekend. I'm not on social media right now. And so, why maybe by the time this podcast airs, this episode airs. Because happy Valentine's Day! Valentine's Day! But I wasn't on social media for a long time. And so this didn't come from me seeing stuff on Instagram or social media or Facebook or Twitter or all the other platforms, right? Like, this is just a thought that I've had. And I think it just comes from the fact that I've had to stand alone so much over the past couple of years, but I don't regret it. It's been lonely and sad. The girl's been angry. But at the same time, you haven't been alone. But it's been needed. No, but I'm just like, no, I haven't been, but I have I at know. the same time. It's it's a different type it's of alone. It's a different type of alone. But I also, and so recently though, haven't really had community around me. I've had community, but everybody's been sporadically spread across, mm-hmm. spread out, spread out, spread out. And so, say that again. <laughs> everybody has been spread out. And so it hasn't always been present, immediate, right here, right now. I have that now, but I didn't always. But it was a huge sacrifice to be at a place, like to do to be there. I didn't just naturally arrive there and be like, all right, God, I'm gonna do what you say. I was actually kicking and screaming like God for real though. Nah, not nah, saying it. Nah, you playing games with me right now. Oh, you're serious. Oh, okay. 
here we are then, I guess. Are you sure? Did you call the right servant to be here? Because I think you got the wrong one. But it was a true thing. But I say all that to say that sometimes our feelings cause us to doubt where we are supposed to be at certain times. So if it felt uncomfortable to you in that, that moment, it was uncomfortable. You should have told somebody, please stop. Please stop touching me while I'm trying to meet Jesus right now because I'm not a physical touch person and you're violating my boundaries and my space. Cool. I just looped all the way back around. You did. And I still I don't understand. Like, to okay, to me, that's not, like, it makes sense on this side of it. Yes, it does. It doesn't make sense to 13, 14-year-olds. Oh, that was not speaking to 13, 14-year-old Stephanie. That was for whoever might be listening who might be at a place where 13, 14-year-old Stephanie was currently. I understand that, yeah. But you pointed at me. Because you're the only person <laughs> in the room right now. Who else is in the room, Steph? And we're not on live stream. I'm not pointing to a camera. You're, right. you're, right. you're the only person in the room. <laughs> I just feel very attacked at 13-year-old Stephanie who doesn't want to be touched. 13-year-old? But like I is wish, living in this bubble of pastor's kid. I wish that 13-year-old Put Stephanie, the mask on. Like, wow. it's a it's a thing. No, I agree. I just didn't expect us to go there. But I agree. It, it just comes out. That's part of our deals. Whatever happens, happens. You have a deal with somebody else in this room but me? Or like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The octopus behind you. That's who... <laughs> the octopus. Guys, I have this octopus stuffed animal that I got from Ikea. And it just makes me happy. Not that you needed to know, but I just thought like sharing that. And so thank you so much. All right. So love languages. That's love languages. <laughs> but I do think I have to... I do think... God uses all of that thing. But if you if you yeah. look at the Bible, you look at scripture, God uses all five of those love languages. Oh my gosh, does he? All throughout the Bible. He does. So we need all five. I'm sure. And I'm sure that I believe that there are more than just those five. Oh, for sure. I believe that those are probably just the prominent five. But also if you don't feel as though and I feel and we've had conversations about like this, like taking assessments and taking tests. Like you take the quiz and the quiz like gives you something. You're just like, that's actually not true to who I am as a person. That's okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. Excuse me. That is totally okay. Figure out and do the research about what it is that you need. And you may say, you know what? These are the five, but this is how I receive love. And this is how I now need to communicate to my people and to my communicate community. This is what I need to thrive in this space. This is what I need to just to be a functioning, healthy, happy, whole, loved person in this relationship, in this thing. And I think it's okay for that. It doesn't have to be. I think oftentimes we get so caught up in the five love languages, the Enneagrams, um, like the Myers-Briggs, the, like all these different strength finders, like all these different personality assessments in a way of trying to figure out like who we are. I think it's easier if you just say, okay, this is who I am and this is what I stand for. How does it fit into any of these things to make it transferable to people who identify with those things for them to be able to communicate instead of trying to box yourself into something that mm -hmm. is so narrow, especially if your personality doesn't fit into that space. Yeah. That's okay. Because realistically we are all individual people. Mm -hmm. So it's all just generalizations anyways. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not going to speak to a hundred percent. I agree. Cause I could meet someone who is the same love languages, the same, Enneagram, the same personality type, to a T, and we still aren't the same person. 
actually, I know someone who's that. It's a male, and I'm a female. We are actually really good friends. But thank you so much for solidifying and clarifying in this moment that you're a female. You know, love that for you. Shout out to Aaron and Hunter. Whoop whoop. Hunter and I have the same, all Hunter. the same things. And I prepared Aaron for marriage because. No, she legit told me that though. She said, because she wasn't, like, she wouldn't have been ready to, to know how Hunter thinks in marriage and in dating had she not been friends with me first. We've had multiple conversations about it. I think it's great. I think that's cool. That's really cool. I didn't know where you were going with that, and so that's why my face was like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the love languages of, like, hugging. I got her to start hugging because her family is a very non-hugging family. Um, it took some time, but I never pushed her boundaries. I'd always ask her, can I hug you? Can I give you a hug? <laughs> you look so uncomfortable. There's, there's this, I have this, this one person at my job. You said, you asked the question, can you give me a hug? And that just made me think of this. I have this one person at work who she hugs me all the time, uh, but she doesn't ask until after she's given a hug. <laughs> and at a point I'm like. Yeah, okay. I'm at this point where... You she, know to expect it. She's one of those people that I just hug at work. And I know that she's doing it because she genuinely cares. It's not for any other reason. And so I'm like, okay, if this makes you feel... I don't know what it is. But that's... Feel, okay, but so sure, my love language is physical touch and quality time. There are times where I think sometimes people will use their love language towards somebody... Thank you, Siri. Siri doesn't understand love language, and that's okay. She's a robot. <laughs> I think there's times where people use their love language towards someone else in hopes that they'll respond the same way. So, like, in the sense mm. of me being physical touch, am I going out to hug someone to give love, or am I hugging them to receive it? Because I need to, I need a hug, so I'm going to go hug somebody. That's interesting. I think there's very different, whereas, like, there's people who will say, like for words people, there are people who will compliment someone expecting a compliment back because it fills them. That's interesting. It's very unhealthy. I was gonna say, but it is a thing. It's like manipulation. Yeah. It's not like it is. I mean, at the end of the day, it is manipulation. People hmm. are, they use their, they, they give their love language. So like if there's someone who, they, all they do is do that. Like, I, I won't name names, but I know someone who she will always, oh, you look so pretty today. Look, I am not, anyone who knows me in real life knows that I do not try with my appearance 90% of the time. I work from home. <laughs> like <laughs> During the work day. I work from home. No video needed. Ever. During the work day, that is accurate. <laughs> Steph looks like. Come as you are, like in her home. Yeah, right? but don't act, don't downplay yourself, and act like you don't leave the house looking nice. Okay, but that's only like a recent thing because I look like trash all week. I'm like, if I only leave the house to go to church, I could look nice at church because I paid for all these clothes. I might as well wear something. Like wearing jeans to me now feels all dressed up. Do you remember when I was dressing like a retired college athlete for a while? <laughs> yeah. 
carry on. Sorry, I just had that memory. But okay, <laughs> so like, there's like, there's just this girl who would all every every week when I saw her, it was oh my god, girl, you look so great today, and I'm like, yo, I didn't brush my hair today, <laughs> like. I'm literally in sweatpants and a baggy hoodie right now. I don't know what the hell she means by me looking great. Like, and I know it was just because she wanted that response. Right. Because when I didn't say anything, it was like, oh, what, you don't like my outfit? (laughs) It's like, oh, you just want that. That affirmation. You want wow. that word back for you. That's a little toxic. With the with the exception of the hug thing, I think the hug thing is is it's a if somebody is genuinely just giving you a hug, I think that's a little bit of a unique dynamic because both people benefit from it. Assume, most of the time. Yeah. As, like most of the time, both people benefit yeah. from the hug. So I feel like that's kind of an outlier in a sense. And if you're hugging someone and you both are not benefiting from it, maybe you should stop and figure out what's happening with your hugs. Because you should feel happy or whatever a word is associated with people who love hugs, that you comforted somebody who needed comfort and that person should feel comforted or loved or seen. But I think that the big thing is just like, you need to know your friends well. Yes, that is true. You need to know your significant others. You know your family's love language. That is true. Because we all know... Ooh, families. I have gotten languages. better at it's a hugs, struggle. And they're, they're, and it's, I don't know if it, my dad and I used to joke, not used to, we still joke about it. <laughs> um, I said used to because he and I were beefing for a little bit. We're totally fine now. And by beefing, I mean it was just me being incredibly sensitive. <laughs> and by for a little bit, you mean like a day and a half. <laughs> it was. It was a me issue, not a him issue. And I just, it was overdramatic and he just was very kind um, through the whole process. But anyway, um, <laughs> Since my transplant, I have been, I've turned into a softie. Like, I am still strong Enneagram 8, wing 8, wing 8, right? Like, that is still my Enneagram number. I am still words of affirmation. I'm still quality time. Physical touch is, like, is lower on the list. But I have become more intuitive to trying to find a balance of, like, if this person is in front of me and needs something, I'm not going to avert a hug or divert a hug or try to get out of a hug if I can see they need a hug. Mm-hmm. Also, someone's like, hey, can I get a hug? Absolutely, man. I'll give you a hug. Or girl, I'll give you a hug. It's totally fine. But it's like the unsuspected, like, oh, my gosh, I just saw you. You just saw me. <laughs> you give it, like you, you saw me with your eyes. Like, let your eyes be the hug. I don't like, why do you need to touch me, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. always been a thing. But I've gotten more sensitive to just being able to at least not be so uptight about what it is that I'm comfortable with in order to be able to meet people's needs, especially if I care about them. As you should. I think everybody should. It's a growth thing. You you need to be in tune with what other people need. Because mm-hmm. if you love them and you care about them, you're going to fulfill that. Right. Like, even in, like, a leadership aspect, like, that was one of the things that I did most when I was, like, leading youth was I knew each of my youth leaders. Like, people have their, like, fill-out forms. When's your birthday? What's your favorite candy? Mm-hmm. Like, I added the love languages to it because if you're a words person, it doesn't matter how many times I give you a gift. That's true. Like, all you want is a card. You want some nice words. 
So like I would like I would tailor what it was that I gave for them to be appreciated because I wanted right. you want to make sure that the people working under you feel appreciated and wanted and loved. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would use their love language, and if it was words, it was like, all right, I'm going to get them a card, like, and I'll maybe throw a gift card in there to get them lunch for a day, or, like, if it was, you know, physical touch, it was like, hey, I'm going to give them hugs every week and let them know I'm so thankful you're here, like, you know, Um, and it was just finding different ways to connect with people to make sure that everyone felt valued. Yeah. Because that's what you like. That's what a good leader should do. I agree. Is you keep your people happy. You keep their love tank filled. Like it's so much more. Like you can use it in the professional world. My boss is that for me. He does little anchors. Yeah. And so if it's been just a rough week or a long week, or it's just he's no like I've knows that I've dealt with a lot that week, just in a variety of different ways. Like he'll just leave an anchor on my desk. And so what it is, it's like this paper thing and it just, there's an anchor on it, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's an anchor on a piece of paper, but it looks like a post-it note, but it has like this cool design on it. And he just writes like what it is. He writes the date that he gave it to me and then like what it is that he saw that like allowed me to anchor our program. Mm -hmm. But then also he's thankful for how I just like anchored a student in a lot of different situations and things. And that's been really helpful. It's really cool. Yeah. Because I walk in every time and I'm just like, oh, I got another anchor. But oh, it, it yes. uplifts you like as a person, but also in your work environment. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many times people have told me they appreciate me. And I'm like, cool, thanks. You hate that. I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> thanks, I guess. That typically is like, followed <laughs> by a text message to me of somebody just told me they, they appreciated me. And even though it's a text message, that is her exact tone. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Someone is thankful for me. Why? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, man, how, and how dare they? Well, and it's happening a lot with one specific person more and more because I'm, I'm starting to, to push to get more involved and get more work, which is great. Like, I'm one of those people I love to work. I don't want to just sit around and wait. So I'm doing more. And because I'm doing more, they're being more appreciative. And it's just, like, the easiest things that I'm doing. And I'm like... This comment, I thought this was common sense. Can we just acknowledge, though, that there are some people out there who are just all stars at loving people with, like, via love languages? I think that just needs to be said. There are some people that just hit it out the park. And, and they're the people that every single person is like, I love that person because they yes. are so, like, people who are so good at that, everybody loves them. Mm-hmm. And I just, I appreciate those people that just take so much time and intentionality in order to make sure that their community and their people are loved. Although it is probably a lot of work to be able to continuously keep up with that and do that. You are appreciated and you are valued and we need people like you. So thank you. Standing ovation. Standing ovation. I'm golf clapping right now. She is. (laughs) Would like for her to stop, but that is totally okay. What, why you, does this make you feel uncomfortable? No, but I did watch a video the other day of somebody clapping, and I just got so angry because they were clapping wrong. Because they were clapping? They were clapping wrong. It was Joe Biden. I'm just going to out him. <laughs> Not that he's listening, but I just need him to know. Everybody else in the video, in the choir, and on the stage 
was clapping. Oh, you the watched same that video? I watched that video. <laughs> like they were clapping the same way. He was not. I don't know what song he was listening to. I don't know why nobody on his team prepped him before because there is no way that they didn't know until that moment when it was being televised that homie doesn't know how to clap. And it's but not also- hard. <laughs> but he was like, he was like, and everybody else was one, two. One, two. In and out. One, two. And he was like, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. What place are you in? You're not with everybody else. There was a glitch in the Matrix. Like, what is happening? He was hearing it at, like, supersonic speed. I don't know. It was crazy. I think, like, four or five people sent me that video. It's funny. The same day. It is funny. I did. I saw it. But I saw the replay of it because I I'm not I wasn't watching TV for a while, and so I saw it at the gym one morning when I was at the gym. I was wondering. I was going to call you out and say I thought you were off social media. No, I How was. How did you see that? I was at the gym. I was running on the treadmill, and then I I looked up and I was like, "Ooh, what is happening? Why are they showing this?" And then I read the bottom headline. I was like, "But we're happy that he was that he should have been there. He can't clap on beat. What is happening? He should have said home. Oh, we should have called him sick." If you can't clap on beat, please still clap if you're at church. The Lord does not care. Amen. The same way he does not care if you can't if sing. you sound horrible. Listen. I will say, as a person who has sat right in front of people who I don't think can sing, try to do people a favor and not sit as close right behind someone. Oh, my gosh, no. That's but, what you think they should do? Yeah, if you know you can't sing... Why are you going to sit right in front of, like, right behind somebody? Because I'm not singing to be a pleasing sound to ears. I'm singing I, to be a pleasing sound to my heavenly ears. I'm still not going to tell you. I'm not going to make your ears bleed. He finds my sound pleasing. He does, but the other people don't. You should be vocal focused on pleasing him with your sound than paying attention to my sound. Because I bet you worship is noise canceling. If I, you're truly I, worshiping, it's noise canceling. guarantee you there have been a few times... Where you have that old lady who used to sing on the worship team, and she is like, <laughs> My grandma used to sing like that. <laughs> and she sings every worship song with that high pitch. There is no way for you to tune that out because your ears are bleeding. You feel the blood going dripping down your neck. It's just, ugh. Y'all need to get less sensitive ears. <laughs> There is no way to mute that out. You got to get less sensitive ears. That's really my grandma used to sing like that. And I like, like no, but oh, when grandma. you hear, with, have you ever heard an old woman sing like a new song from today, and it's all high pitched like that? Yes, I know my grandmother has passed years ago, but yes, she did sing new songs, and I would be like, <laughs> that's what that sounds like to you. Praise them. <laughs> Let me mind my business and I praise can't. my heavenly Father. <laughs> Mm. All right. Maybe Anything I'm else? just not as as uh, sanctified as you are. Clearly, no, I'm definitely no, no. I think I just, as a person who cannot sing, I think I just you. <laughs> go ahead. You tell yourself you can't sing, I, but <laughs> you singing has never made my ears bleed. <laughs> No, but you have stopped and looked and been like, oh, oh, all right, well, go ahead. Normally I go, 
Wow, you got that in you, huh? Oh, wow, look at that. Listen to that sound. Oh, That's the sound? Pleasing to his ears. I hope so. That was a no. <laughs> As a person who loves to sing you almost got it of the time, <laughs> you all almost did get a clip of it. Oh, Jesus, be a fence. <laughs> be a boundary. <laughs> Okay, we should probably end this episode. <laughs> I was going to say, I think if we're done talking about it, we just, we rambled. Right. So to wrap up the last hour, <laughs> just to remind you of all the things, know your love language. Amen. Practice all the love languages and know the people who are important in your life. Know their love languages and try to show them love in the way that they receive it. And if need be, come up with little like phrases or code words to let them know that you're running empty on things without having to actually come out and say, hi, I just would like to let you know that I haven't been hugged in a long time. And so therefore, I'm in need of physical touch at this moment. Could you possibly find it in your heart to give me a hug? Don't be that dramatic person. Okay. Um, if your group friend group is dramatic, amen. So be it. Let y'all be great. And don't However, be a- the manipulator. Find some sign some phrases just to say like one of mine's is I tell stuff like my work up is is, is running low, and she's like, she all does. right, I'll say and some positive things. And then I know she's got about twelve hours before she feels like she's gonna blow up and die. Just <laughs> <laughs> <is> not inaccurate. <laughs> In twelve hours is a stretch. It's twelve hours. <laughs> That's a stretch. But <sighs> like, find ways to communicate to your friends like, hey, I'm not getting what I need right now. Please help your girl out. Please be encouraging. Please be supportive. Please love on me because I just need some love at this moment. Find a way to do that. Don't have to be manipulative. You don't have to be dramatic. But you learn how to love it. your people. Learn how to love yourself well. And love. Honesty. Above all else. The greatest of these is love. And I will always love you. Amen. Steph's going to always love y'all. All right. Amen and goodbye. Amen and goodbye. Bye. Bye.